your official station to talk Jets. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. To save his life, call his wife and yeah, good morning, everybody. How we doing? What a day. How's your boy been? How we doing on this Friday morning? 403 McMonagle here with you. you. I've got nothing to say, but it's okay. It is okay because I've said a lot over the last four hours. And you know, Al and Jerry will have plenty to say in only an hour. So, you know what? In the meantime, I'm going to let you talk on this glorious Friday morning as we say hello to baseball. And I don't care what anybody says. That includes Gio. I hear him. No one cares about pitchers and catchers. I do. Baseball's back. Stroman. Locked in. He's not going to talk. He's not going to talk on social media. He's not going to take phone calls from his friends. He's not going to do, you know, he's not going to do his, his bowling nights with his buddies. Nothing until November. Because he's got a World Series to win as he took to social media to tell us that. He's locked in on a championship as he showed up to camp with a 1996 Yankees World Series hat on. He's exactly where he wants to be. He's locked and loaded. Carlos Rodon throwing 97 miles an hour. At this point last year, he was throwing 90. He's in good shape, back feeling good, arm feeling good, ready to go. And the Mets, well, you know, Diaz is back. That's positive. And, you know, we're going to see if Beatty's any good. And see if Vientos is any good, but baseball is back, and it feels good. It feels right. It feels right. We need it back, as the Knicks are clearly, and the rest of the NBA, are at the All-Star break. The Knicks desperately needed it, as hopefully they will come out of this break a little bit healthier. DiVincenzo, um, Hartenstein, and uh, Bogdanovich all expected to you know, be back after missing the final game against Orlando before the break. And they're going to have to get right into it and go on a little bit of a run here as they still await the return of Randall and OG as they get ready to make their run. But hopefully they can figure out a way to win some games until they get the the reinforcements back. But that's where we are. The Rangers are on fire. Six consecutive wins. Five coming out of the All-Star break. One before in. Six in a row. Chris Kreider with a... Hat trick. And they scored seven goals last night. They're playing as well as they've played all year. Hopefully they can peak and get hot at the right time and battle, uh, you know, the Knicks and clearly the Yankees for the next team to win a championship in this city. And that's where we are on this glorious morning. And again, with the Mets, the storyline still is Pete Alonso. I heard Evan yelling about it all day today. He couldn't be more wrong. There is no reason to run and sign Pete Alonzo. You know who they should be running to sign? I'll tell you. Not Pete Alonzo. They should be running to sign Jordan Montgomery. That's who the Mets should be running to sign. Jordan Montgomery. A guy who's a who feels like, and you know it, is about to hit his peak. He's already pitched in New York. He's a proven postseason performer. He was one of the best postseason pitchers in all of baseball last year. He feels like he's just about to really hit his stride. He's a left-handed pitcher. He'll give you innings. 
He was traded midseason last year, so that means there's no qualifying offer attached to him. You're not losing a draft pick. In no way, shape, or form, he's going to be on your timeline to win over the next couple of years. It's not a one-term deal. It's not an old Max Scherzer signing a one-year deal. It's not an old Justin. Because we've tried signing the free agents, Chris. We've tried it. It doesn't work. Well, now that he's established that money and spending money doesn't guarantee you anything, we're going to hire someone from a mid-market team, and he's going to come in and run this thing like it should be run. I'm not sure I went with that voice, but I did. That's what you Met Met fans sound like to me. You can do both. You can spend a little bit of money and prioritize this year a little bit with a good starting pitcher who will help a absolute fraudulent starting rotation right now that doesn't have an ace. Not that he would necessarily be an ace, but he'd be someone stabilize it. No, you're going to get innings. Severino doesn't give you that. You know, let's be honest. Even Sanga was great last year. Uh, you know, you're hoping he could pitch more on every fifth day, but, you know, these guys... Uh, Manaya, I mean, these guys you're relying on. Quintana, who missed practically half of last year, and his inning limit, well, you know, his innings were down last year. Like, you, you could use a stabilizing force like Jordan Montgomery in the middle of that rotation. Doesn't cost you a pick. And it's, you know, when you expect to be good in the next year or two, he's going to be right there in your rotation. And the other people who like to talk, here comes my Met voice again. But Chris, I don't care if he's a billionaire. He didn't become a billionaire making stupid deals. He makes smart deals and spends that money wisely. Well, right now it looks like the damn market is falling apart for him. Sounds like Jordan Jordan Montgomery was destined to go back to Texas, was waiting around, and now the tech, uh, the Rangers are like, eh, sorry, we don't have any money for you. That sounds like a good deal to me. It sounds like a smart baseball move. Who knows what free agency looks like next year? Maybe the market for starting pitching doesn't look like this. Maybe a Jordan Montgomery-type pitcher doesn't fall all the way to spring training looking to get into camp somewhere, maybe willing to take a lesser deal. This is the time to pounce. Worry about worry about uh, Pete Alonso next year. Take it into free agency. You have the money. Incentivize this man to have a monster year. You know, Evan kept using the—today uh, I was listening to him cry about this— he was he was using the judge analogy. Use the judge analogy. Do exactly what judge did. And what the Yankees did with judge, do the exact same thing. Let him play it out. Hell, let him even play it out and pissed off. Put a chip on his shoulder, a little F you to the Mets, a little I'll show you. Have a great freaking year and then pay him. You have the money and pay Juan Soto. Pay him both. And if you're chuckling at that, oh, yeah, he's going to pay them both. Well, why would you feel any different about if you gave Alonzo the monster contract today? Why would you feel any better about signing Juan Soto next year if you paid Alonzo today as opposed to a year from now? Still going to be the same money. The time is now. Go get Montgomery. Wait for Alonzo. Get Alonzo and Soto in the offseason. Spend money. Build. That's how you do it. I have no problem letting this thing go. I have none. Don't don't even call up. Don't even call up Boris again. This is the situation the Mets should be in. If he, if for whatever reason he has a down year or gets hurt and doesn't play games, you just save yourself money as opposed to giving him a long term contract with big money, which you're going to have to give him if you want him to go forego his free agency. 
And then if he has a great year, you can claim that it, you can feel like you had something to do with it by not paying him, and then you pay him. You have the money. Where's he going to? He's not going to. No one's. You're afraid of some crazy offer someone's going to come out of the woodwork with. And if so, then you pay them the crazy offer someone came out of the woodwork with. That's how. That's fine. He's got the money. It's not the problem. I have no problem waiting for Alonzo. I have the problem is because Alonzo's already on this team. I'll take care of problems one at a time. Right now, I have a problem in my rotation. I have a good fix. Right there, staring me in the face. That's that his market is falling apart, and he just got told by the one team he was expecting to go back to that. Nah, nah. Thank you, thank you for that World Series title. We're going to take our rings and go home. Go get them. Eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. Let's get to the calls now. Rich in Windsor Locks. What's up, Rich? Hey, hey, Chris. How's it going? I'm doing well, man. How are you? Good, good. A few things. <laughs> what was the weird Brian Cashman thing that uh, he admitted to? Oh, you didn't hear me? I paid it off. You didn't hear? No, no, I didn't. Okay, yeah. So Brian Cashman told the um, the uh, John Boy uh, talking Yanks guys that when he uh, they asked him what's is texting because he mentioned something about when he was texting. So they said, "Is texting the most common way that guys do business now?" I mean, do you guys still send emails, faxes, or calls? And Brian Cashman said that, yeah, that between agents and between other GMs, typically he texts with these guys, and partially because it's easier to tell them you're unhappy or that you're disgusted with their offers or something. And he admitted that he sends GIFs. You know what a GIF is? Like, you know, the like, oh, yeah. like a moving picture kind of yeah, yeah. in a text message. Yeah, a, GIF, yeah. a, a GIF. GIF. I call it GIF. Some people call it GIF. Brian yeah, Cashman GIF. called it a GIF. Yeah. Um he sends gifts or gifs of people vomiting or cows taking dumps in the field to ex- to to let the the general manager or agent know he's unhappy with what he just received in text messages. So Thor sends him back a bigger offer than he. Yeah, like you know, yeah, like emoji, like you know, like, like that's too much. <laughs> like when Scott Boris when Scott Boris texted him, yeah, no, uh, uh, five for one fifty is not going to cut it. Blake wants nine for two hundred and seventy. And yeah. uh, Brian Cashman responded with a a a, a gif of Poop a cow emoji. of a cow taking a crap in a field. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking of that, since you brought up Snell and them, do you think the Yankees are you know because Brian Cashman likes to pull things off of scrap heap or you know yes. he does his little Groupon thing? Do you Cashman think the Yankees gems. are yeah Cashman because you think the Yankees ain't looking at guys like Snell or wanting to talk about Snell or Montgomery or uh, who's the other Bauer? You think they're just waiting to see what's going on with Rodon to see if they, he's going to pan out and be the pitcher he used to be? Mm-hmm. Or if this guy looks like he's going to implode within the first three or four games, they're going to be like, we got to do it. I don't think he can justify it to uh, Hal and them to say, look, we got to spend the money and pay the luxury tax on one of these guys, you know, unless this guy blows up and says he's not what he once was. We got to go get one of these guys. Yeah, to but help. The, Otherwise, the, that's a nice idea and everything. The timing doesn't work out. Like right now, they're available. You're not going to know about Rodon for uh, you know the, uh, by May. These guys aren't going to be around in May waiting to see what Rodon does to sign with the Yankees. Like they, you you don't have the luxury of finding out everything you need to know about Rodon before you go out and and uh, you know sign one of these pitchers. I don't think it has much to do with it. I think just the idea that they don't know about Rodon is kind of why they've they've dabbled in that market. Um, otherwise, if Rodon was great last year, they wouldn't even approach Snell with the contract. This is all about the idea that they don't know what they're getting. From Rodon, they might be they might be positive, and thank you for the call, Rich. They might be hopeful, 
And his first workout, it sounds like he, they, they should be. He was throwing 97 miles an hour. But, no, they, they can't wait around and, you know, see what Rodon's going to be before they make a move. They can't. I think there's, there's money they were willing to give. here, And this is why I screamed and cried like a baby and held my breath and stomped my feet when they didn't get Yamamoto. And I was screaming, I was yelling and, and pissed off that they did not go out and 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 match that contract of 325 at the very least to see if he would have come to the Yankees instead of the Dodgers. That I was annoyed by that because I knew that was the one guy they were willing to go overboard for. That was the one guy that Hal would say, okay, look, he's we've been scouting him forever. We think he's going to be one of the best pitchers in baseball. He's 25 years old. We're going to get the prime years of his career. All right, Cash, you want to go spend 300 plus? You want to go spend 300 million on a player? All right, I'll give you that one. We just traded for Soto, but okay. And I know I'm going to have to try and pay him in the offseason. But Yamamoto, okay. Yamamoto, I'll write you that check. Snell, who's had two great years and two bad years in the last four. Yeah, no, I don't want to write him a check for $250 million. No. I don't see much of a difference between him and uh, Rodon, who was terrible last year. I don't, I don't know if I see a difference. I don't know if I'm willing to go there. And that's why I didn't. That's why I knew that. Like, I knew that was going to be the one guy. And I was hoping Burns could be that guy in a trade because for arbitration he made $15 million. That made sense to me. A one-year $15 million thing for a trade, fine. I think the Yankees would be willing to do that. But otherwise, I didn't see them giving a long-term deal. They got a, they got a million contracts on the books. They're trying to sign Juan Soto next year. They can't go give $300 million to Blake Snell. They can't go give $250 million to Jordan Montgomery. They just can't do it. I never expected them to. And that's why they pivoted to probably, if you look over the entire, all the free agent signings this year, I would tell you that Marcus Stroman's probably the best bargain in the entire offseason. There's not been another signing where, what for what you get on the field, and for what you paid dollar-wise, there's not a better value contract that was signed this offseason. That's how good the Stroman contract is. Now, I don't know. It comes with a little bit of baggage. I think he's starting to put it away. He's he's talked about getting off social media. He showed up in a Yankee championship hat. He wants to be a Yankee. I think that buys him a lot of goodwill. It does with me. You want to be a Yankee? I feel better about it. I have a, a major problem with many of the things he did on social media, many of the people he went after, many of the things that happened, I have a real problem with. But if he can put that behind him, and if he loves being a Yankee, We'll see how it goes. Plus, he's been a damn good pitcher for most of his career. So that was the pivot to a more reasonable contract to help bolster the rotation. That's where they went once the reasonable contract they thought for Snell was rebutted. Once that that was rebuked, okay, we'll pivot to the the good deal. They knew they had the good deal of Stroman in their back pocket. They made the offer to Snell. Nope. All right, we'll go with the good deal. There was only one guy they were going to go crazy for in the rotation, Yamamoto. I don't think they're waiting around for anything. And now, for me, I want to go pivot and go trade for Bieber. That's what I want. Go trade for Bieber. Go get another star pitcher in here. I know you're not going to spend a lot of money. Do it via trade. Or you could always go the Trevor Bauer route, which I just I don't know if the Yankees will do. Tonight is your night, bro. What's up, Maury? Tonight is your night, bro. I need Bieber. Anyway, a um, couple of things. <laughs> Somebody called before about Babe Ruth cheating. He yeah. did cheat. He, che- he cheated on his belt. He cheated on his cholesterol. Yeah. He cheated on his girlfriends, but he never cheated playing baseball. He did use a 54-ounce hickory wood bat. 
Yeah. 54 ounce. Can That's you imagine crazy. that? No. That's what I'm so, saying. If you bring uh, if you bring old babe with his 54 inch hickory and you try and face <laughs> and you try and face Garrett Cole, good luck with that, bad boy. That's what I'm talking about. Anybody can hit the ball there. So that's that. Let's let's put that rumor away. And I think the only cork they found in his bat was the one from the wine that he was drinking on the, uh, on the bench. Yeah, I think uh, the idea that just because that you assume everyone who did well was cheating is is a bit. Yeah, silly. I mean that's what the guy calls that and says. The guy pitched. He did a lot of th- different things. Yeah, right? he's what, a, he's it the, is what it is. Yeah, he's one of the great. He's the greatest baseball player. To, one of the greatest baseball players to ever live. Yep, absolutely. I love it. I think what's going to be the greatest thing this year as a Yankee fan is having the Mets fans get angry at Stroman because he's doing so well in a Yankee uniform. That's what we need them as a motivator. Guys like, like uh, you know, uh, you, you know, the beard in the afternoon complaining and always saying, oh, the Yankees. He never talks about his teams. He always has to talk about our teams because I think he's jealous. But it is what it is with Evans. Um, um, yeah, I, I guess. But that works both ways. That way, you know, right now, if Severino turns it back into an ace, the Yankee fans ain't gonna be happy. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. If Severino is halfway through June, you know, undefeated with a two eighty ERA, it's gonna be a major problem. It's gonna be a major problem. You know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna like it. I'm not gonna be happy. And I'm, I'm gonna have, I'm gonna feel a certain way about it. Because that's not the case. That was not what happened last year. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. The New York Rangers have won the Stanley Cup. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Just uh, scrolling through Twitter, I see a picture of Zendaya, uh, the actress from Dune, and uh, that show on HBO me and my wife watch. Euphoria. When's Euphoria coming back? Huh? When's when's the uh, when's the other the spinoff of uh, Game of Thrones coming back? The dragon one. I forget the name of it now. It's been so long. That's how I don't even remember the name of the show. It's been so long. Let's bring that back. But Zendaya was live at the premiere of Dune 2, and she looks like, I don't know, something straight out of... She's wearing, like, all metal. She looks like R2-D... She looks like... Not R2-D2, the other one. I mean, she's in a full metal getup. Interesting. I'm sorry. This is just stream of thought. Saw the picture, mentioned it. And plus, it reminded me, I'm waiting for my show. He's all over the place. He, the, the other main, one of the main stars from that show was just in that, that movie, Saltburn, which is, I, f- I finally got around to watching that movie. Have you seen that? I have not, but Google says Euphoria is expected back in 2025. 2025? Oh, come on. They're all so famous now doing other things. Yeah, I mean, Zendaya was famous from the moment it started. Yeah, I know. Yeah, she Before was, that. She was in the Spider-Man movies. Was that before or after? Yeah, the first Probably one was before, before that. Yeah, yeah. And now she's in Dune. She's she's and she's excellent. There was that scene where she was like really strung out trying to do anything she can to get some, you know, to get a score. And she was she played a like, you know, a a, a suffering addict on the run trying to do anything they can to get a score as good as I've seen. It was just an incredible episode. The entire episode 
is her on the run trying to figure out who she can rob, steal from, borrow from, do anything to get anything from. Like, it was crazy. It was very, very well done. She's excellent in it. And, man, yeah. 2025. What about the House of Dragons? When's that expected back? That says this year, oh, actually. Yeah, I saw because I saw that in the commercial. That's why my wife, the HBO does that thing where, like, you know, they show you all the things and then it's like coming this year. Like Larry, little sprinkle of Larry David in, in Phil Simms' glasses and, you know, whatever else is going on. And then they do show the dragon uh, show where they're, they're riding the dragons and screaming. I don't know. I'm just looking at the HBO knows how to cast shows. Like we're yeah. you for Zendaya, who again she, she was famous before. Jacob Elordi, you mentioned he's in huge movies now. Sydney Sweeney, she's in like a million things. Yeah, I know that. Coleman Domingo, he's nominated for an Oscar. It's true. It's true. That show, I mean, I think, you know, that the a lot of the performances, I think it's one of those shows that just afford and lean themselves lend themselves to these kind of performances, especially from young actors. Where I- I mean, she might she might have been famous, but I think that the her acting ability in that show is probably, you know, certainly Sweeney wasn't famous, right? This is the show that put her on the map. She might have done some other stuff, but right? Wouldn't you think this is the show that put her on the map? Put her on the map. I think I had seen her before in The Handmaid's Tale, but this was like yeah, that was you're right. very you're small right. role. You're right. Yeah, small role, and you know, a lot less skin, a lot less skin. Well, right. If you know anything about the two shows, <laughs> yeah, yeah I know. a lot less, a lot less skin. I mean, still, you know, sexual in nature, but a lot less skin. 877-337-6666. Don in Brooklyn. What's up, Don? Hey, C-Mac. Uh, I thought Euphoria was uh, on opening day. Um, I thought that was when Euphoria comes back every year. Oh, well, apparently not this year. I'm pretty sure not. On, no, I'm, no for baseball. Opening day of baseball. Oh, I, uh, oh. Yeah, you know, four hours oh, in, I guess. You know, I see what four, you four, did. Four, four hours in, man. I, that's st- right no, listen, I'm half asleep at 430 in the morning. How did I not right, get absolutely. that? Look at you absolutely. with your wordplay. Uh, oh, Don. All right. Oh, so Don. Here's, here's, here's my questions about both pitching staffs. Yeah. So uh, Cole is going to pitch 200 innings. Yes. Well, I mean, geez. Yes. Right, right, right. You can knock on wood. For I him. certainly would. Um, but I mean, his history—if you look at the yes. back of his baseball—he is the part of what makes him the best pitcher in baseball. Isn't just the Cy Young last year. It right. is without question. He he, without up. question, the durability and the consistency, no doubt. He, okay, he so pitches 30, 31 his, starts a year. It, right. So, so that's six innings, seven innings is two hundred. Um, yes. And 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 Stroman. They're hoping he pitches more than 140 because that's his. Uh, yeah, I, I, uh, yeah, I, th- I, I would think that's you know a fair assessment. What, what Somewhere between 140 and 170, I think is probably where they have Strowman. Right, because that, that's where he, that's where his uh, his bonuses kick in anyway. Yeah. Um, all right, so now we have uh, Carlos Rodon, who pitched all of 60 last year. Yeah, but he's been, you know, he's he's pitched major innings before in his career. I, I get it, but can you pitch 65 innings one year and then pitch 165 innings the next year? Yeah, I think so. And what about, now I don't think if, you, if you've pitched that. 160 already, if you're a young kid working your way up to become a major league major leaguer and you only throw 60 innings, then the next year, no. But I think, you know, not really, it's more of a back thing and he did pitch the end of the year. As long as he's healthy, I could see Rodon right. throwing. Wait, 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 wait. He pitched the end of the year. He didn't. He didn't pitch the last game. He didn't. Well, he, he got he got knocked out in the second inning or whatever it was. Yeah, the first inning. 
Yeah, but I just yeah, but my point was is he finished the year. It's not like the the, the end of the year was the injury. He finished the year throwing. I think I, I don't think there's any problem getting 160 to 180 innings out of him. Yeah. What What about Nestor? Same thing. Same thing. When Nestor when Nestor pitched 150 innings, he got hurt. And he got hurt. I I understand that, but what are they going to do? Not okay. pitch him? He's not under contract no, no, long no, term. I, I get it. No, 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 I get it. And cause so. Uh, um, if your point is they need another pitcher, you're going a long, you know, winding road to get there. Yeah, okay. they need well, another but, pitcher. No, well, how come they can't sit down and write these numbers down? And I, I don't think that Montgomery would come unless he gave him, unless he gave him considerable money, or unless he can't find another place. But Snell is the guy to come. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm yeah, but I mean, Snell wants crazy money. He's not worth it right now. No. no. What's crazy money? Um, let's try and $270 million for nine years. That's crazy money. Okay. So it's $30 million a year. Correct. So, so they could give him, they could give him this, they could give him, they could give him 200 and for whatever amount of yeah. years. Every dollar. And, 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 and put it, and, and no, no, no. Yeah, Donnie yeah. makes $700 million and his contract is two, $2 million. Who? Otani. Oh yeah, I mean, if you want to, you think? I mean, I think, I, I think that's a one-off. Yamamoto didn't no, get not. that. Yeah, no, I think no, it's no, going to be. Not. I think it's going to be pretty close Bobby to a one-off. Bobby Bonilla got that. Bobby Bonilla. No, got Bobby Bonilla. Yeah, that Bobby Bonilla didn't get the same exact thing. Bobby. I mean, first of all, the money's a, the numbers are completely different. Bobby Bonilla. Absolutely. Bobby Bonilla signed exactly. a very nice contract that paid him out over a the course of many dollars. years. Yeah, I understand right, right. that, but no. The, the the it wasn't the same percentage. It wasn't forty no, million. It wasn't no, no, sixty eight million deferred and I, two million paid. I, I I agree with you. with that that it wasn't that it wasn't the same? But it was it was the idea. I mean, Scherzer got deferred money. No, yeah, deferred know? money's always been there. But you can't. Otani is different. Otani's ninety okay ninety eight percent of his it. money. I no no I get it. But why can't you? You know, I I always thought that the Mets should have given uh, the young kid that kind of a deferred. A program too. Could have given them four hundred and fifty million dollars. Could have given two hundred million dollars and twenty. Yeah, I mean, I guess, but you because, make it sound, because you, in ten in ten years, what is what is the sound? Yeah, but you make it sound like Snell wants to do that. Snell's Snell's a young man looking for a payday. Snell doesn't want his money. Snell doesn't want a payday and then really consider it a payday twenty years from now. Anything can no, happen. He wants you, his money. You, you can give him. You can give him. He wants yeah, thirty. I, no, Don, I'm sorry. I I can't hear you stumble through the numbers because you just don't know. You don't know. You can give him. You have no idea what you can give him. I know what he's looking for. That's what I know. I know the asking price uh, as of a month ago was nine years and $270 million. That's what I know. You seem to know what you can give him, what he'll take. I don't know. What I do know is every dollar you give him is $2. So if you sign him for $30 million, he's $60 million because they're over the luxury tax. The Yankees are not, no matter how much money they may be making, they don't have $13 billion in the bank. They are not Steve Cohen. They will not, they will not pay Blake Snell $60 million and 30 of it to put in the pocket of teams to go beat them. They aren't going to do that. They're not going to do that. Nor should they, quite honestly. Now, you could argue they should have invested the money more wisely so that that signing wouldn't cost. They shouldn't have signed Rodon. They shouldn't have traded for Stanton. They should have stayed. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, that's all fair. It's all fair. But they are where they are. And you can't go give Blake Snell $60 million a year and have half of that go to the other teams in baseball to come beat you. 
and put it in that and put it in the pockets of the Tampa Bay Rays. Can't do that. They're not going to. There was a time. That time has passed. I'm still looking for trades. Bieber makes like I think twelve million dollars. They'll pay twenty four million dollars for a pitcher this year. Burns made fifteen million dollars. They'll pay thirty million dollars for one year. They have to go out and sign Soto. Now money's coming off the books, no doubt. Rizzo's coming off the books. Torres is is coming off the books. Uh, Verdugo's coming off the books. They're going to have to go sign Soto. Eventually, you know, Stan's going to come off the books over the next couple of years. LeMahieu's going to come off the books. And they're going to go young at a lot of different places. But they don't have – I just don't see it with Blake Snell. I don't see it. They're not signing Blake Snell. I've been saying it for a month. The second they signed Stroman, I've been bashing my head against anyone who listened. I don't think that makes sense, but you get my point. They are not signing Snell. They are not signing Montgomery. They are not signing another free agent pitcher. Stroman is the best starting pitcher they will sign in free agency. There is no doubt it's over. It's over. It's no longer up for debate. Unless I'll I'll couch it with this. That's the only, and I hate couching at all, but I'll couch it with this. If one of them come to them with a one-year deal, if Blake Snell says, gee, man, this market is completely falling apart, you know what? I, I wanted to be a Yankee, to be totally honest with you. My stupid agent told me I had to ask for nine and, you know, whatever. I want to go play with Judge. I'm really close with him. I think this team's ready to win a championship. Let me go win another freaking Cy Young, pitching behind Cole, win a, win a World Series, win another Cy Young, or be great at least. And then I'll hit the free agent market again next year. And, you know, I know I'll get a big number this year. If they, you know, because I think they will pay $60 million for one year of Blake Snell and then be done with it. But they ain't, they ain't putting, they ain't paying him $60 million this year and then be on the hook for $30 million next year. And after you sign Soto, you're going to have to put six. It's just not happening. It's not happening. Not until Stanton's gone. Go trade for Bieber. Go trade for Bieber because they are not signing another free agent. doesn't make any sense. 877-337-6666. I just don't see it. The Mets should go get Montgomery. That's that's the easy one for me. I don't understand it. That one I don't understand. I know they're at the same tax threshold, and you're talking about paying Montgomery if, he, if he's going to make 22 to 25 you know, $50 million a year. I don't care the revenue. I understand the money they make. I get it. The Yankees have... Whether you like it or not, the Yankees have you know, uh, you know, tax. Uh, they pay the tax on the building. They have stockholders. They they no matter how much money they make, they can't just throw away sixty million dollars. They can't give Blake Snell sixty million dollars for a long you know over the course of many years. Can't do it. But Steve Cohen has put and and they they went out and got Soto and gave him thirty million dollars. There is something like but. They've done the Mets have done nothing. Go get Montgomery. Dan in Lafayette. What's up, Dan? Hey, how you doing, bud? Good, buddy. How are you? Good. So I feel like the Yankees are kind of wasting Garrett Cole's time and his <clears throat> uh his performance. We got the best pitcher in baseball and they had literally their worst season ever. I yeah. mean they gotta do <clears throat> something to make this. They just got one they just got one Soto. I, I think we need more. I, I mean, I, I I think they could use they got Verdugo. 
I think the lineup's okay. I think they could use one more starting pitcher. They could, yes. Yes, that's what I'm getting. But they, we need but, another starting pitcher to match up yes, with him. I don't know if you need. I think you'd like. Right now, I think they are a World Series contender. They're better than last year. Uh, they are a, a team that can win the World Series. They're a starting pit. They're a good starting pitcher away. Another a two behind him from being the favorite in the American League. That I, I agree I, with that. I sure hope so. I'll be but, listening to you. Either I mean, way. They'll, they'll be they'll be they'll be good. They'll be good. But I hear what you're saying. Listen, it's 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 you know wasting him and Judge. That's why I talked about it. We talk about the Judge Cole window. It's the Judge Cole window. You've got the best hitter on the. You got the best hitter in Major League Baseball. You got the best pitcher in Major League Baseball. You need to be able to win. If they, if that combination doesn't win a World Series, it will be the biggest travesty in Yankee history. I'll tell you that right now. If Cole and Judge play together for the rest of their contracts and continue to play like this on any kind of level, but if those two guys are here for their contracts and play well and live up to them and don't win a championship, I mean, it will be. I think it's worse than not getting, you know, Mattingly and Winfield one. I mean, like you, you're talking about the best pitcher and the best hitter. They have to get these guys a championship. They have to. It'll be one of the more dis. It'll be the most disappointing era in Yankee history if Cole and Judge do not win a World Series. Now, I think Juan Soto is a big freaking step. I mean, I think people are underestimating just how good this guy is and how impactful he will be to this team. And they need a couple of things. They need Rodon. And now, listen, they'll do something at the deadline. Maybe they'll do something at the deadline and pay half half of the money. But they're not going to give Snell $30 million to start the year and pay him 60 They're not going to do it. And that's where they are at the, 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 the tax threshold. It's double. They just I'm telling you, they're not going to do it. That's why I'm trade for Bieber. The other one is Bauer. That's, that's the where, you know, at some point this year. That will be the test for the New York Yankees because right now there's been no buzz about it. No one's even asked about it. Like, I don't see them signing Bowers. I, I, Bauer, I, I don't think so. But something happens if Nestor goes down uh, and Rodon stinks. If Rodon's the same pitcher he was last year, getting lit up all over the ballpark, Nestor Cortez is down with another, you know, hamstring, calf, muscle injury, missing, you know, weeks at a time and Clark Schmidt isn't quite what you thought he was going to be this second year, and they're desperate? How desperate are they? I think that's when you'll find out. I think, And I think that's where Bauer ends up getting signed. I think that's probably what happens. I think a team that expects to contend will have a major injury and feel like they have an excellent answer waiting cheap in the wings, and they'll deal with the repercussions once the season started and they're underway and they've been winning and blah, blah, blah. I don't think right now, at the start of the year, anybody wants to bring him to camp and have it be the focus of their spring training. But mid-season, a couple months in, a winning team loses a big-time pitcher, that's when you might see someone take a chance on Bauer. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. Odell Beckham Jr. made the catch with one hand for the touchdown! Wow, what a catch by the rookie! Ridiculous! When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. McMonigle here with you. We can see the light at the end of the tunnel. 
The light at the end of the tunnel of our five-hour midnight ride. The light at the end of the tunnel of our weekday. The weekend is approaching. I know for most of you, it's just, Friday's just beginning. But for me, we are about to hit the weekend. Oh, yeah. Wine, women, and song all weekend long. Or just, you know, napping and falling asleep to Friday Night SmackDown. One or the other. One or the other. 877-337-6666. All right, let's get through as many calls as we can, as fast as we can. That's what we do at the end of the shows. Mitchell and Fort Lee. What's up, Mitch? Hey, Big Mac. How are you? Enjoy your weekend next week. I got a long weekend ahead of me. I got I got about 55 people going away on vacation tonight. Sunny Bahamas, uh, Florida, wherever. Wow, but nice. Big uh, yeah, group, yeah, friend, family of friends. Who who you got going? 55 people to the Bahamas. You going on a cruise ship? No, Big Mac, I have a car service. I don't know if you knew, but I saw oh. I got 55 different trips. Oh, you're, you're taking 55 people yeah. to the airport? Yeah, 55 different <laughs> uh, families, but it's in the next three days. Well, so listen, I, I, I appreciate the hustle, but I thought you were going on vacation. But I got you. Good for you, man. Yeah. What's up? I, well, I just came back from the Super Bowl, so that was great. But, okay, nice. I called for a reason. Yeah, it was, it was a great, it was amazing. But Big Mac, here's the problem that I have here with the Yankees. Me and you are a diehard Yankee fans. I mean... And I and I'm I'm the, I'm probably the only person that calls the fan or even likes Brian Cashman. Okay, that's that's just my personal. Well, thing. There, there, there's another guy who likes Brian Cashman who works here. So, okay, it's me okay, and you. Gotcha. It's me and you, Mitch. Right. Okay, but but Big Mac, here's the problem that I have. Okay, I have it with the Yankees. And I think it's more I think it's more how than Cashman. The Yankees were going to spend three hundred and twenty-five million dollars for one pitcher. Okay, well, only three hundred. What? They stopped short of the 325. They only offered 300. Okay, so they stopped short. Okay, fine. They stopped short. Mm, they're willing to go short. 300 or whatever it was. So why haven't they used that money for what the Yankees need? What the Yankees really need is another starting pitcher, a top-end pitcher, which would make this team, it would be exactly what they need. It's done everything in my, and how I look at it, they, they, they've got now two or three lefties, bullpen player pitchers, they, and they got the outfield now they have. They have an all-star is in the top five in, uh, in, in MLB. They got a left field until uh, Dominguez comes back and probably by December. I mean, not December, by August or maybe earlier. Yeah, they earlier one thing, a starting pitcher. Okay, they, I don't understand why they will not go after Montgomery or Snell. Give them, and if it's Snell wants his big contract, give them, offer him three years at $40 million or something, and then they go into free agency again. Yeah, again, again, again also- you don't know they'll accept that contract. You have no idea. He's asking for nine years. You just make it sound like he'll take three. You have no idea. And two, the luxury tax right now, that would make it a $70 million deal. They don't view Snell as someone worth it. They viewed Yamamoto as someone worth it. He's 25 years old. They viewed him differently than they view Snell and Montgomery. They're not willing to give that money for those two players, plain and simple. That's why they're willing to give $300 million on one pitcher, but they won't give it to another pitcher. Yeah, pitchers aren't the same. The Snell, isn't, okay. Snell isn't 25 years old in the prime of his career. Okay, who they think he's going to be the – who they think could be the best pitcher in baseball. Or right? Up, that's what they think of Yamamoto. That's why he got $325 million from the Dodgers. I agree with you there, but let me ask you a question. Are you feeling comfortable going into the season with this starting staff? Do you feel comfortable? I mean, uh, are you yeah, gonna, I mean, are well, what's the level of com- – do, do I feel comfortable they're a playoff team with this staff? Yes, 100%. Do you, you think Cortez is going to bounce back yes. and, and become pretty pitched two years ago? And you think Rodon, Mr. Rodon, the guy has been inconsistent. He pitched good for 
two years. Yeah. Uh, Tommy John surgery gets back. So if everything goes well, then guess what? I'm 100 percent wrong. I'm saying to you today, no, we're going discuss this the whole year. Yeah. We're discuss this through the whole year. I'm telling you, the Yankees need another top starting pitcher. Yeah, they, and they might get one at the trade deadline. That's what they're going to try and do, and I'm still hoping they trade for Bieber. They're not going to do it through free agency right now, and I, I and I, and I understand why. I do think they need another pitcher, Mitch. I've been saying it forever. To be the favorite in the American League, they need another starting pitcher. I have more. I'm surprised in the little uh, amount of faith that Yankee fans have in Nestor Cortez. I'm really surprised. I hear this a lot. Nestor Cortez got hurt. Nestor Cortez nearly, you know, didn't pitch great, had his moments of, of some, but I mean, it wasn't like he was bad. He got hurt. Like, he, for two years, he was one of the better pitchers that he, I mean, Nestor was an all star. Nestor figured it out, changed who he was, and has been good for two years with the Yankees. He got hurt last year, and suddenly we have zero faith that he's worthy of being a pitcher in the rotation. Like, I guess I'm worried he'll get injured, sure, but like, it wasn't like anything. De- he didn't have Tommy John. He didn't have sh- shoulder surgery. Like I, so little faith. I understand the the. I understand the uh, Rodon. He's done nothing for the Yankees. Nothing. If you want to hate on Rodon, I think that there's reason to think he can bounce back. I mean, I, I think he he was a great pitcher for two years. Not just good, great. But at least I understand that pessimism from the Yankee fan. He was awful. He's never done anything for the Yankees. Nesta Cortez has been good for the Yankees for two years. Like, really good. Then we just, like, it's impossible he'll get back to just being a solid pitcher? I, I mean... I'm not saying he will. I wouldn't bet my life on it. But like the idea, so many Yankee fans, like even like I'm, I'm I was reading a story from uh, someone, and they were like, oh, you know, I really, I think you'd, you'd get one more pitcher, and you put uh, Nestor in the in the bullpen as the long man. And I'm like, what? If the Yankees signed a starting pitcher, you would take Nestor out of the rotation? Ah. <sighs> I would take Clark Schmidt out of the rotation. I, I, I guess maybe maybe I'm different. I don't know. Nesta Cortez was excellent. Not not like not not just good. Excellent. I have to see that again. I have to see him be bad before I just give up on him. He was excellent. Nasty Nestor. Jacob in Pennsylvania. What's up, Jacob? Welcome next on Yankee Hot Stove. What's going on? <laughs> Always great to talk to you, man. Thanks for taking my call. You got it. Hey, um, I, call, I had to call in and back you up. So I'm, I was just literally just telling a coworker earlier tonight, if Rodon has the bounce back season, I think he will. The Yankees have the chance to win the World Series this year. I'm no not totally backing you on that. No doubt. There's no doubt. They absolutely do. Even if he doesn't, uh, they'd have to make a move. They'd have to go trade and get someone at the deadline. But I, I mean, he can't go out there and have a seven ERA. They just top. They start. They put him on the. They pull a. They pull a Mets and put him on the DL for a, with a fake injury or something. Like, <laughs> they wouldn't allow him to just go pitch. But like he can't have a six ERA. But even if he doesn't, even if he pitches to a four ERA, and he's not what you thought he will, and he's never going to be what you thought he was. But he's just you know a run of the mill fifth starter. Like it's not it's not good enough. They'll have to adjust, but it doesn't kill them. Like. But yes, well, if, he, if he reverts, 
Because they can win still like that. Like, guys, I mean, we forget who wins championships. Like, you act like like everyone, like, it's so funny. Like, other teams can sneak, can get and win a championship. And then, like, the, the, the Yankees could have a similar team. And it's like, oh, but they don't have this and they don't have that. Well, where did, like, the, you're telling me the Arizona Diamondbacks are far and away better than this Yankee team? No way. Like, and I, I mean, come you know on. What? If the I Yankees of last confidence. year, if the Yankees of last year were in the World Series against that Arizona Diamondbacks team, they would have been the favorites in the World Series. Yeah, the Yankees would have been yep. the favorites in the World Series. Like Absolutely. it's just we, have, we need to stop. I have enough confidence in in um, Cortez, Stroman, yes, behind Rodon and, and Schmidt. Obviously, they can get this done, man. And the lineup with Soto is going to. There's be no, there's no doubt about it. The, the Jacob, you, uh, I. You know, you know how I feel about it. The Yankees. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily pick them to be. I just think that you know they're they're not they're the they're they're not the favorites in the American League, but they're good enough to win. If the Arizona Diamondbacks can get to a World Series, the Arizona Diamondbacks can go through the Dodgers and the Phillies. They're good enough to win the World Series. The, and the Yankees are good enough. Now, I want more. Because this year is an all-in year for the Yankees. Like, this is, if you look at the different guys who aren't going to be on this roster, absolutely have to, you know, it's a, this is an all-in must-win year, and I want it better. But that's why I screamed about Yamamoto, because I knew they weren't going to get another top-notch pitcher. Unless it was via trade, I just knew it because the, the luxury tax is just too damning for them. And actually, here let me reply to a guy on Twitter, uh, King of Three Names. How come you never bring up luxury tax with the Mets as the reason why they also shouldn't sign guys? Because I don't view the Mets and the Yankees as in the same realm of of uh, you know finance. It's just not right now. He's the richest owner in baseball. This is a passion project. He's gone over the luxury tax. In fact, he's been quoted as saying, why go over the luxury tax? If I go over the luxury tax, I'm going way over the luxury tax. That's how he views it. There's no point in going slightly over. I'm going to go way over. Like, he's different than the Yankees. And right now, whatever you think about the Yankees, they added Juan Soto. They added Verdugo. They did sign Stroman. Like, the, the Mets have done nothing this year to help this year's team. I have no doubt that they will moving forward. I'm not saying this is the new era of Mets baseball where they sign no free agents and stay under the luxury tax. And But for whatever reason, they're punting on this particular season. And so if they're so focused on the future, I just think Montgomery is a, a perfectly good player to bring here and then still have for the future. He's going to be, he doesn't cost you a draft pick because he doesn't have the qualifying offer attached to him. He's still young. He's going to be, you know, there's no reason. He's just hit the prime. He's pitching better than he ever has before. He's already pitched in New York. It's perfect. Bring Montgomery to the, to, to Queens and the Mets. Come on. Do it. All right, everybody have a great weekend. Fliegelman, thank you. The warm-up show is next. I'll catch you guys Monday. Thank you guys for having fun with me the last five hours. I'll see you on Monday. Have a great weekend. Be safe out there. I'm out of here. Be well. Enjoy Alex Rodriguez Day. Sports Radio 101.